Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Maverick Mondays. I'm your host, Maverick Peters. It is my intention to change your life. I've had the incredible opportunity to sit down with some pretty fantastic people. The individuals who are successful in what they do or extremely positive minded in the way they live their daily lives, those are the people we will be hearing from on this show. Stay tuned for today's guest. Our guest today is Kyleen Bogdan. Kyleen is an MBA performance dietitian. She lives here in Cleveland, Ohio, and works with the Cleveland Cavaliers. She also has her own practice in which she helps athletes and individuals best utilize their eating habits in accordance with their lifestyle and their athletic regimens. Today, Kyleen will be sharing with us some of those tips and techniques that she shares with her athletes and how she maintains a positive attitude in her daily life. It is a real pleasure to have Kyleen on the show. So I'm sitting here with Kyleen Bogdan. Kyleen is an MBA performance dietitian, and I'm really grateful to have her on the show. Kyleen, thank you so much. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this? How did this all start? Sure. So I've always had a love for food. Um, my grandparents were off the boat Italian, so everything was made from scratch, and I was always an athlete. So I realized when I ate better, I felt better, I performed better, and I thought, hmm, maybe I can make a career out of this. And so that kind of spiraled into studying dietetics in college, and, and here I am now as a professional sports dietitian. And so a dietitian versus a nutritionist. Oh, I'm so glad you asked, because most people do not know this answer, and let me just tell you that anyone can be a nutritionist. Technically, you could be a nutritionist. You read an article online, you read a book, and hey, you know a few things about food? Great, you're a nutritionist. But a registered dietitian actually went to school, had a curriculum based on nutrition science, a lot of advanced OCHEM and biochem and all kinds of crazy, food lab, all kinds of crazy classes. Then after that, you have to sit for, um, well, first you go through a dietetic internship. It's kind of like a residency for nutrition, you know? It's usually about a year, two years long. And then after that, you sit for an exam. You're board certified. So. It's a lengthy process and a registered dietitian or registered dietitian nutritionist, you could you could say that, is a qualified professional. I gotcha. How did you get to the caliber of the NBA? That's a great question. So I actually ended up taking a bit of a different route in nutrition. I studied traditional dietetics. It, it's what you would think, you know, like calorie counting, you know, food exchanges, here's the food pyramid. And while that's okay, uh, nutrition should really be individualized. You cannot give the same person the same recommendations. And you cannot just hand someone a calorie-counted meal plan and say, woo, good luck, you know, best, hope the best for you. Uh, functional nutrition is the way that I'm trained, where you get to the root of someone's health and performance. So maybe we do nutrition deficiency testing and we figure out that this person's deficient in B vitamins and this, this guy needs double vitamin D, you know? So in the world of pro sports, that was something that they found very interesting and it, it's unique because most dietitians are not trained that way. And they thought, hmm, you know, we could we could use this to improve performance over here. I was going to ask you, is there a perfect diet? But obviously there isn't. But is there a perfect diet per person? No, but one thing I can tell yes, sure. I mean, you could say that way. And, and it will change through different periods of life. You know, maybe you're undergoing a certain illness or maybe you had an injury. Your nutrition should change as you go through life. Maybe you're training for something. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. I could give you a million examples. Um, your genetics play a role. Your environment plays a role so much. Um, but one thing I can tell you is that whole foods matter. Whole foods, real, so real food, you know, food without a bunch of ingredients in it 
should be the answer for every single human being. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you're working towards, that will never change. But in terms of perfect diet, no. Each person that comes into my office, I have a private practice as well. It's different for every single person. I gotcha. Are you a coffee drinker? Okay, let me tell you this. I love coffee, mm -hmm. but for the average human, it's easy to abuse the privileges and I don't think it's a good thing. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this because, you know, it seems like you open up your email, right? And there's always yes. that, that news feed. And there's yes. always something different about food. And it's I like, coffee is good for you now. Oh, coffee is not good for you. I know. Okay, so we as American citizens are fed this information yes. all the time. Yes, it's it's overwhelming to me. And I do this for a living. So Okay, so <laughs> when we so when we have this, this random abstract collection of nutrition and diet information that we concoct in our heads, yes. how much of that is real and how much of that isn't real? Right. That's such a good question because, you know, coffee is just one example of many. What about coconut oil? What about butter? You know, all this stuff, you know, we're putting butter in our coffee. But the thing is, it all boils down to the individualized approach. There are some people when I would say, yes, get on the coffee train. And yes, coconut oil is no problem for you. But, um, but again, it is so different for every person. So there are some people that should be drinking coffee and there are others that absolutely should not. And a lot of it boils down to genetics. I actually have some athletes who drink one cup of decaf, decaf at 6 a.m. and do not experience restful sleep, you know, at 10 o'clock that night because of their genetics. They cannot filter caffeine the way, they cannot metabolize caffeine the way that maybe some other people could. Wow. But they don't know that and they live their whole life being exhausted and anxious and jittery and they don't realize that's where it's coming from. Yeah. Right. An athlete, what can they not eat or drink? Like what is an absolute no? So I... I don't really come from the school of absolute no. I mean, sure, there are some things that are terrible, right? But if 90% of your diet is real, fresh, whole food, the world will not end if you have, you know, a can of pop. Do I think it's a good thing? No, absolutely not. I would never recommend that. But I am not the type of person that says, you can never touch this. I just think that it's just not real life for a lot of people. And then you almost end up feeding this spiral of disordered eating. That may make no sense to you. <laughs> but in my world, you tell someone, don't eat this, don't eat, don't eat that. And they have a type A personality. They kind of hang on to that, and it just sometimes ends up as a disaster a year or two down the line. Right, right. And um, so I don't want to get too personal about your your experience with the Cavs or with the NBA, but what's the coolest experience you've had? There has to be a cool one. You've, you've had to meet <laughs> yeah. someone cool, or you've had to go somewhere cool. Right. Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, the whole thing is neat. I mean, it's just so neat that I have a job where I can use food as medicine. So, and it's not even, and people always think, wow, I can see that you love your job. It must be because you work in the MBA. But really, it's the fact that people can come to my office who have been chronically ill for 15 years. They've seen 22 specialists. They're on 14 medications. And I can use food, not always, but more times than not, I can use food to reverse the pain, the illness, the whatever they've been dealing with for 15 years, even though they were told nothing could be done. So, and the same thing goes for pro athletes. You know, it, it means a lot to me when someone says, oh my gosh, I just broke my record in this race. Or, you know, an NBA player has the best game of his life and we did a few tweaks. I mean, it's just really rewarding to see that I can use food and not, you know, illegal substances and drugs to get the job done. You know, it just, it's great. Do you always go to food? Is there always a food that can help someone? Or do you say, you know, hold off on food? Like don't eat, don't eat lunch or, or fasting. Is that a thing right. or? Are you talking about intermittent fasting? Yeah. It is a thing, and there are a number of ways to do it. It And again, it kind of depends on, you know, does that person feel foggy? Do they have gut issues? I mean, every human, though, I mean, this goes for any any listener. Um, any human should, every now and then, maybe twice a week, go 12 hours without food. Not during the day. Not during the day. I'm saying the mitochondria, the powerhouse in your little cell, needs time without food 
to repair itself ideally 10 to 12 hours so that might mean you stop eating dinner stop eating food at 7 p.m one night and you start again at 7 a.m so you're sleeping most of that time but you'll find it's called rest and digest you'll have more restful sleep and your stomach will feel good you'll feel less bloated and you'll feel probably more clear that next morning and working out exercising in in relation to eating you know you're not supposed to swim after you eat <laughs> yeah sort of with sort of a weird myth but yeah is that like a like it's a, sort of like a urban legend yeah. a little bit so but I mean, what about you know you wake up should you eat breakfast first or is that different for each person and their routine and yes and it just depends like in terms of exercise if you if you're just you know the average weekend warrior and you're trying to lose a few extra pounds of fat i mean so what you, you can work out fasting you can work out without breakfast as long as you feel good you're not dizzy no big deal but if you're an elite athlete and you're training for something I would not recommend skipping breakfast. You need the glycogen. You need the nutrition for your muscles to train harder during that session. Does that kind of make sense? That makes sense. You know, so it is, it's extremely individualized. So let me ask you this. Okay, so I mentioned before the interview started that, um, so my family is real wrestling oriented. My, right. my dad's a, a wrestling coach. He, uh, he has an issue whenever he's in the gym or he sees someone working out yeah. and they're running with a water bottle. <laughs> he's like, when they're working out, they should not be drinking or eating. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Is there... <laughs> That's terrible. No, they... Well, I mean... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go no, ahead. it's fine. <laughs> so he just... He feels that when you're working out, you should work out. Afterwards, you get a drink. No way. Is no, that well, is that just a hardcore wrestling mentality, or is oh, there gosh, something that, that is that's medical like related? Old, I work with a lot of wrestlers too. That's that's like real old school wrestling. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what my... You know, many years ago, that's what my high school coaches would say. They'd say, you're, you're a wuss if you're drinking fluid during this these mile repeats what and knowing what we know today in terms of nutrition science sports science that's, that's terrible now if you're just be bopping around the neighborhood and you're going for a walk yes we do not need food or beverage but absolutely if you're let's say you're training really hard for an hour i don't care what you're doing oh my gosh you need fluids electrolytes and possibly even nutrition if there's going to be a second workout that day or and again, it depends on the sport, depends on right. the person and the size of their body and what they ate before the workout. But you should be having some form of carbohydrate, preferably in liquid form because it digests easy. Right. That's why you see, you know, different beverages and stuff out there. But um, yes, that is not true. <laughs> can it can it be harmful if you load up on like electrolytes and water after a workout, not during? No, not harmful. It's just that you may not get the most out of your workout. It's sort of like running the car until it's completely empty. Like mm -hmm. you're on fumes. But if you could prevent yourself from getting to the fume standpoint, you could probably train a lot harder. And when you yeah. train harder, you get more out of the workout and you compete better. The competition is better. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Biggest success. Have you had one? Yeah. Well, yes. I, let me just put it this way. The, the certain caliber of individuals I've been able to work with and, and the things I've been able to do, it's just neat that I even have the opportunity to run testing on those people, give nutrition recommendations inside and outside of the NBA. I mean, there have been, you know, very well-known professionals. In fact, there's someone right now that was very famous when I was in college, and this individual now has her own supplement company, and she's having me formulate the vitamins. You know, never in my life did I think that I would have opportunities like this. So I know that's not a really great or specific example, but yeah, I mean, just working on this level, working on the level of the NBA and many other athletes like that, it's, you know, it's a dream come true. I mean, I, right. I never thought that I would get to this point. Right, yeah. what has to happen? for you to feel good about what you're doing? Oh gosh, your questions are great. So here's the thing. I believe so strongly in the type of nutrition that I practice. I, I literally believe that it can change lives, whether you're chronically ill or whether you're an elite athlete. And I want to reach this on a global scale. 
So I'm working extremely hard to build a blog so that any human can come and receive free information and very discounted nutrition products because not everyone has a great dietitian. Not everyone can afford to see someone for $2,000 or whatever these people are charging that are the experts, you know? So in five to 10 years, I hope my, my website, it's forwardfuel.com. I hope that that uh, reaches a global scale so that any human can sign on and have access to really good advice. That's really cool. You know, do you ever get discouraged? Do you ever wake up in the morning and you're like, I don't love what I'm doing or there's a lot of hustle that goes into it and you're just, yes, you know, like a Monday. Mm -hmm. And how do you snap yourself out of it? Or do you just ride it out? Sure. So I will say, to be honest, I've never woken up and said like, I, I love my job. I mean, I am obsessed with the type of work that I do because I just think it's the coolest thing. So that I never felt, but oh my gosh, discouraged in the sense that, you know, I, the website I told you about, I've been working on it for a year and it's an incredible amount of time, incredible amount of finances have been put into that. And sometimes you're like, man, and I wish I had more email subscribers, man. You know, we only reached two countries today. I was because you can look on and see, yeah. you know, someone from Russia saw this and someone from Australia saw this and which is great, but you think about all the time and money you put in after a year, you know, sometimes I think, wow, I wish this was a wish this was a little bit better, more progressive. But I've also studied some of the greatest entrepreneurs in this country for many, many years, and they will tell you, right when you're about to give up, that is usually when you're about to have your biggest break. So I always that always replays in my head, and I think I'm just going to keep pushing until I get there because I think if you work hard enough, anybody can do anything, you know? Is there anyone you look up to? In the field, out of the field, in life, how did you get so positive? How did you get so passionate about what you do? Sure. That's a great question. You know, it's interesting. Um, I would say my grandmother, you know, she came off the one I told you about, came yeah. off the boat, Italian. I mean, came over here, didn't know the language, had no money, worked three jobs, um, had a child that died right when she got here, and again, couldn't wow. speak the language, and ended up, but and still spent four hours a day making all her food from scratch, worked 12 hours a day, raised two kids, and, you know, seeing that she could do that, she lived the American dream, and because she worked so hard, she gave me the resources to, and the motivation to do what I want to do, and I feel like I'm almost carrying that American dream through for her. You know, that's so, awesome. Mm -hmm. That's real great. The theme of the Maverick Mondays podcast is Mondays generally suck, right? For the average person, it can suck. If you don't sure. love what you do, clearly yes. you love what you do. I do. But yeah. those people who aren't as fortunate, who aren't pursuing, you know, a passion, they wake up and they really have a hard time starting their day mm -hmm. or starting their week. So the point of the show is to kind of jumpstart their week a little bit. What advice would you have from the position you're in and from everything that you've learned for that sure. person? Sure. You have to go with your gut and follow your dreams. I know that sounds so stupid and cliche and everyone's like, what are you talking about? But if you're in a job that you truly do not like and you are dreaming about, because I was once in this role many years ago, I worked more in a clinical hospital setting and it was never where I wanted to be and I was miserable and all I could think about was basically what I'm doing now. And uh, it was very scary to think about leaving that job. I mean, it was a very secure, very, I don't know, it was a prestigious role at a world-renowned hospital. and. Even my parents said, like, you're crazy. I can't believe you'd leave something so secure. But it's what you said. Every Monday I wanted to jump off a cliff. All I could think about was leaving. And I just said, okay, you're miserable. You only have one life to live, and life is somewhat short. So what steps are you going to take to get out, get out of here? What Where do you want to be, and how are you going to get there? So each week I kind of write down, like, this needs to happen. I need to do this. I need to, I need to read this person's newsletter, listen to this podcast to figure out how to get out of the hole that I'm in. And I need to study people that are doing what I want to do. And, and it worked and I did it. And I am the happiest human. And I feel that anyone could be doing that. Just, just start. What do you want to do? If you're miserable, where do you want to be? And how can we get you there? 
you know? That's awesome. I think, I, I guess I'm reiterating here, but, you know, you only have one life to live. And if you're not a happy human, find out what it takes to get to that next level. Even if you think it's not possible, I promise you it is if you put enough time and effort uh, into what you want to do and what you want to be. And then eventually you, you could live the life of your dreams. All right, Kylene, thank you so much for taking the time. How can people reach you? How can people find out more? Sure. So check me out at forwardfuel.com. It's the abbreviation, FWD fuel, F-U-E-L.com. And also follow me on Instagram. Same thing, forward fuel, F-W-D-F-U-E-L. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Each episode here on the Maverick Mondays podcast is about 30 minutes long. At the end of each episode, we briefly recap and highlight some of the important points discussed. What really struck me in my conversation with Kylene Bogdan was Kylene mentioned that she doesn't come from the school of thought of absolute no's. And I think that this is something maybe even a little deeper than what she meant. If we look at things in life as though they are no, and we can't do this, and we can't think this way, and we can't be like this, we are likely to, as she put it, feed a spiral of disorder. Meaning, if we focus on the negative, on on everything we can't do, and everything we can't have, and everything we can't be, we're just going to keep attracting this negative energy to ourselves and it's going to completely mess up our whole lifestyle and our whole outlook. And it's so important to stay positive and to look at the bright side. Here are some great takeaways from our conversation. One, when you eat better, you feel better and perform better. Two, Your nutrition should change as you go through life. You're not expected to have the same diet you had when you were 15 to when you're 53. Three, whole foods matter. The foods that don't have an endless list of ingredients, those are really important. Four, if 90% of your diet is that fresh whole food, the world will not end and certainly your body chemistry won't explode if you have one can of soda. Is it recommended? No but it's very important that that 90% of your diet is that whole fresh food. Five, some of the greatest entrepreneurs have said that right when you're about to give up, that's when you'll get your biggest break. Six, if you work hard enough, anybody can do anything. Seven, go with your gut and follow your dreams. Eight, you only have one life to live. Life is so short. So what steps are you going to take to get to where you want to be and how are you going to get there? And nine, even Kylene, who is absolutely crazy about what she does, gets discouraged from time to time. It's so important to find patience and relax. Keep putting in your effort and the results will show. The next step is for you to do your part. We've discussed some real interesting stuff on this episode of Maverick Mondays. However, if you truly want to grow and become the best version of you, and yeah, I mean the best version of you, listen to the episode once, twice, take some notes. This way, you can utilize the information that was discussed and you can really take it to heart. Thank you for joining us.